I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood crime scene special edition mini episode. Yeah. We're taking the week off. Next week. Next week when, when you will be hearing this episode. So we're recording two mini episodes for the week. So you guys don't get lonesome without us. Yeah. We just won't have like a main story. Yeah. Big story. I mean, to be honest, it was, I couldn't get it together because I had too much to do today. Yeah. So I just like, well, I'll do too many as though. Absolutely. Because I don't want to disappoint anybody. No. Um, so yeah, but I actually have a lot of good shit. Cool. And these will, these are kind of related because I had planned these beforehand to do with the main so they're kind of related to the main so it can be like a little bit of a guessing game like like <laughs> what your main episode is going to be yeah it sort of was inspired by that like we've been doing right so uh that could be a little treat for you <laughs> try to figure it out i don't think you will be able to because uh, <laughs> it's very loosely related <laughs> but i have like a breaking news well it's not that breaking but it's a special update on a story that i think might have been our first um, quarantine mini, and that was the ghost town, the I guy know. who got stranded in the ghost town. So that guy actually did eventually get, get out because he had appendicitis. What? Uh, yeah. So if you don't remember, this was a guy who was sort of stranded at his ghost town and it was called Cerro Gordo is the name of the ghost town. He got stranded there during the quarantine because it was, he was kind of snowed in. Well, he finally did get out because he got appendicitis and he had to seek treatment like two and a half hours away. So that must have been pretty scary. Yeah. uh, Because appendicitis can be really dangerous if you don't get it treated right away. Now, on June 15th, a fire broke out and burned down three buildings in the town, including the historic hotel that I think we talked about in that episode. Was that the place that was haunted? Yes. Okay. So yeah, this guy, he had come back to the town from his treatment and he said that he woke up about 2.45 a.m. He thought it was fireworks, don't we all? And he said that he thought a kid had come to pull a prank or something and shot fireworks in the middle of the town. He went outside and he saw 60-foot flames uh, by the hotel and the cabin next to it, and the ice house was on fire. Wow. <laughs> the ice house. Now, this town is very remote, as we've mentioned, so it took a fire department an hour and 15 minutes to get there. So obviously... A lot of damage was done. They were pretty much, you know, burnt to the ground. That was his favorite building, the hotel. I mean, it's probably the nicest building. It right. looks really nice. I'm looking at it right now. It has like a green floor, little wood furniture. <laughs> it's a very quaint little ghost town. Now, he wasn't staying in the hotel, right? He was No, I guess he was in like a little cabin. So... For those of you who don't remember uh, on this episode, we must have done this back in way back in March. Yeah. Uh, this is like an old west town that had been preserved but totally abandoned. And this enthusiast bought it. He bought the town. 
And then he was like living there, but then he got stranded because he was snowed in and it was quarant- and he was quarantined there. It was right when right. all the quarantining started in, in the US. Yeah. Yeah, it was like right then. Right. So did the hotel completely burn to a crisp? It's not salvageable? Um, I think it's pretty bad. Like, he's going to have to completely rebuild everything. What a shame. Now, here's another interesting thing. The fire happened on June 15th, 2020, and the hotel opened on June 15th, 1871. Okay, this was definitely ghosts. That's so, like, suspicious, right? Ghosts started this fire, correct? Yeah. I mean, it's not in the news, but... This fire. Because part of the story was not only was he, this man stranded, quarantined in a ghost town, the ghost town was also literally a ghost town, like it was haunted. Yes. Now they think it was an electrical fire, but that could have also been a ghost fucking with the wires. I don't know. We don't know. Now this town has had a lot of fires. Uh, over the over the hundred plus years. Well, I'm sure it's a very dry area. It's a dry area, and everything's made of wood. I recommend brick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, three little pigs. <laughs> Look, I know everything I know about like home building from the three little pigs. Now people are coming, helping. Like communities are coming to help him sort of clean up the mess. And he has the original plans for the hotel, so he's going to rebuild the hotel with the original plans. Um, yeah. So he's still optimistic about this and he's still planning on doing everything he planned on doing before, but that's kind of sad. Yeah. He had plans to open up like a resort attraction. Yeah. So now he has to do everything over, but it's nice that he has the old plans. Don't you think? Yeah. He'll, I'm sure he'll keep the integrity of the old design of this wild West town. Yeah. So that's our little, um, quarantine update. That, I think that was literally our first like quarantine story we did. One of them, yeah, yeah. it was. Um, okay, so this week, this is something we've explored a bit on our Patreon, but I'm going to go lightly into a bunch of these uh, here today, including hitting lightly on some of the ones we have covered, and that is uh, some of the biggest celebrity sex tapes. Oh. <laughs> Well, now we have reviewed a few celebrity sex tapes on our Patreon in the past. I think uh, one of the last ones we did was the Screech sex tape. I I think we've done, just like by the list I put together, I think we did about four or five of them. Yeah. But when I mention them to you, you'll remind me. uh, So I'm just going to lightly go into some of them. I have two. I'm going to go in a little bit deeper. But we'll, we'll talk about the ones... We have on our Patreons if you want the play-by-play. The we gave, and why wouldn't we you? Gave, we <laughs> gave detailed play-by-plays of each of these videos. Yeah, like in-depth, like frame-by-frame. Frame. Yeah. <laughs> In some cases. It's true. <laughs> now, this is like a pretty sad... We're going to start with a sad one, and that is Vince Neil. Did you see his, his sex tape? No, I didn't know he had one. It was not very um, successful, because obviously, <laughs> as far as Motley Crue sex tapes go, Tommy Lee, hands down, has that fucking in the bag. Right. There's just no way you're going to defeat that. Now, I didn't watch this one. I, I did try to watch some of these just for like, you know, to be like on top of my game. I don't know why I couldn't 
watch his. I didn't even want to search for it because I think it's just really sad. And um, according to this review I did see, this one is from uh, 1992, by the way. It's really old, but I think wow. it, it only came out like in the 2000s. Um, they, they described it as like, sure, you can check this out, but who wants to see a paunchy ass all red and sweaty thrusting up and down? Like that was their description. And I was like, not me. <laughs> that sounds like probably what's happened to me, but I just didn't have that view. <laughs> like you've been pounded by a paunchy ass? Like I'm sure a few paunchy gross asses have pounded me, right, but, but I don't want to look, I don't want a bird's eye view of that. <laughs> yeah, that's not the fantasy you want to see. When it's happening to you, it could still be bad, but at least you're not seeing it from that pathetic angle. Or it could be hot because it's with the person you're with. Right, right. But that's just like, that's not a best, that's not the, that, that's not like a good angle for no, anybody, really. No, no. They're just going to look kind of like a try hard. <laughs> Like you're just pounding so hard. Um, there's a few other. No, obviously I did mention the Pam and Tommy Lee one. Did you see that one? I actually have never watched it. I, I just, feel like I've seen like the I've commercial seen- for it. <laughs> like I feel like I've seen segments of it. Like, yeah. uh, but I don't think I've ever. I mean, it's not something I really do. I think I've done it for the show, and then I've did it today a little bit. I gotta say, Desi, I'm really not into celebrity sex tapes, and here's why: because a lot of them, I know, like it became more in vogue in the mid 2000s to like leak your own sex tape, but a lot of a lot of sex tapes in general are not leaked with the consent of the parties. They're not, you know, they're right. They're really and Pamela, or they're from the they're from the boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah, like they're leaked without the per, want somebody's consent, and I just feel gross watching them personally. I don't watch them. I don't either. I never watch them when they come out. The only ones that we ever reviewed on the show are ones where they willingly leaked them themselves. Like we've never released ones that were like like we never reviewed ones because they're were, funnier when it's them releasing them. Yeah, because they're, they're still trying to act like. It's not going to be released, but they have professional hair and makeup. Right. Yeah. Um, So I don't, I mean, the Pam and Tommy Lee one, that made a ton of money. And I guess that's where we found out Tommy Lee had a huge dick. I mean, it was like confirmed that. It was confirmed. It was already already rumored. Now, one that we did review on our Patreon uh, and one that was clearly done to be released is the Kim Kardashian Ray J one. We did that one, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I have like a vague memory of watching it a lot. So I think that I did it. Uh, and that one was very popular. It made a shit ton of money. And that is what made Kim Kardashian famous. Yeah. Like she was just Paris Hill. Like I knew who she was because that was so OG celeb gossip in the early 2000s. Absolutely. Like the Kim Kardashian, Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie, like that whole crowd. It was such a special time. Yeah. Like if you were on the internet in the early 2000s, you know, celebrities that no one else, like I would, I didn't do some of these people, but there's some people like Tila Tequila. Like there's just like internet celebrities from that period that were on like, oh no, like the, what was that live journal? Oh, oh no, no, she, she did it. Yeah. Or something. And like um, D-listed and yeah. like all of those kind of gossip blogs. I mean, D-listed was the only one I really liked because he was kind of funny. So this one was pretty big. We do a deep dive <laughs> on this one, but it's pretty outrageous that she's pretending it was leaked. She has like full hair and makeup. She looks really bad at sex. I mean, it's like an awful, it's like the least sexy video you can imagine. Now, along the same 
uh, lines of that one is One Night in Paris. That's the Paris Hilton sex tape. That is also clearly something that she was planning on releasing. Um, that Was that like the first big one? That was definitely the first big one of the 2000s, I would say. Where it was clear that she was probably in on it, too. Like, Yeah, I mean, that was what it was widely speculated, that she released that under the guise of like, oh, no, this got leaked. And Paris Hilton was already famous before that... Right, people, but this kind of escalated her a bit. It definitely escalated her profile, but what, it leaked in 2003? She was already a celebrity by that Did she time. have that show yet? I think the show came out that same year. Right. Now, the other thing that made me interested in this one is that guy Rick Solomon is in it. He's the guy she's fucking. He, she, he's the guy she's fucking, but that guy fucked a lot of people in the 2000s. I know. He was also with Shannon Doherty, and yeah. he was married to Pam Anderson, and they had like a crazy divorce. I could never figure out what that guy did for a living except for fuck hot young celebrities. I, I think he was like a gambler. Like a professional one? Yeah, but I don't really... He's like one of those guys like Harry Morton. Do you remember him? Of course. <laughs> like he was one of those guys who's fucking everyone, but I was like, who is this guy and and why him? Like, yeah, they all have money, but like why certain... There's a lot of guys with money, right? But like, they were, there was never anything that was like, well, of course he's very hot. Like there was nothing appealing about them. They were just rich, but I didn't know what they were rich for. Yeah, I mean, I know Harry Morton comes from money, but Rick Solomon, I have no idea. I'm like... I always get him confused with like the um, girls gone wild. Like he had some. He looks like him. Yeah, he has like that vibe. Like he made money from some sleazy enterprise. Yeah. Um, so I actually did watch this video today. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I skipped around. I didn't watch it. It's like forty minutes. But this is like really bad. First of all, it's filmed with like the glasses that are at the end of Silence of the Lambs. The night vision. The night vision goggles. Like he's fucking her with night vision goggles. <laughs> like it's so it's like why do I why would I ever want to see like it's like you look like army people fucking or something. Like it, it's so weird. It like it feels like you're watching a snuff film. It's so weird. And she like the two things that stood out to me, she gives like him a blowjob at the end, and it is literally the most—it's like the most Paris Hilton blowjob ever because she seems so bored during it and so like why? It's like the most half-hearted blowjob ever. Doesn't she answer her phone at one yeah, point? Yes, she answers her phone in it, so that's always <laughs> a bad sign. <laughs> and she also like there's one part where she's getting fucked and she's trying to finger herself, and I was like, this girl has literally never fingered herself. Like she's, he must have told her do that because she's doing it in a way that I've just never, it's like a bad, it's like, it's like what a guy who doesn't know how to fuck does when they're trying to finger you, <laughs> but it's just like nothing. It's not doing anything. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f- are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. Speaking of um, sex tapes that didn't, the person didn't want them released, that Colin Farrell one was one of those. But that's actually one of the hotter ones that I have seen snippets of. Well, you know he's good at fucking. He's very good at fucking, and he loves going down. I never watched. See, I don't watch the ones where they don't want them to be I released. must have been searching for something for one of our shows, or I don't know how I saw it. it I, like, I never... It, it's only recent that I saw snippets of it, even, yeah. just for this show. Now, this is one I definitely don't want to see, and it disgusted me just reading the who was in it. And this is a sex tape with... Kid Rock, Scott Stape of Creed. With Scott fo- Stapp? Stapp, whatever. What's his name? Stapp? Yeah, Scott Stapp. Oh, you're looking at me like it's not cool. It's actually cool to not know how his name is. <laughs> I just don't, There's no E at the end of his name. That's why. It's not. It's a stupid name. He's a stupid guy. <laughs> wait a minute. So wait. He, Kid Rock, him, Scott, whatever, and four women are in a sex tape together. That is disgusting. How have I never heard of this? It's so disgusting. Like, it kind of reminded me, like, Kid Rock is also in a controversial story with the Juggalos, right? With the the, the glass dildo. Like, they what? were on a bus with, like, the Juggalos. Dude, Kid Rock is in some nasty fucking <laughs> sex parties, even though I love the Juggalos, actually. No, we like Juggalos. Um, but just the whole idea of Kid Rock being there ruins anything. Sidebar. Yeah. If you are 
a juggalo and you're a fan of this podcast, please write into the show. We want to hear from you. We love you. We support you. I'm dying to hear from juggalo fans. I love juggalos. Yeah. I'm just not like into the band really. Like no, I don't listen to the music. But we appreciate the culture. And I do want Fanta. Wait, Fago. Fago. I'm sorry. Fanta. I want Fanta too. <laughs> Look, I'm tired. <laughs> I want all the weird sodas. <laughs> okay, so... Kid so Rock was Kid on a Rock, bus. Scott Stapp. I hate that guy. Yeah, he's awful. He sucks. I remember Creed when they came out. I was like, this band fucking blows. Well, like, they were like a Christian rock band. Yeah, but they kind of were like uh, stealth about it. Of course. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were like this butt rock band that blew up in the early 2000s. And I just remember thinking, who is listening to this music? It's terrible. And then you realize on top of it that they're a Christian rock band. And it's just so many layers of cringe. Because you also knew that he was kind of not that Christian. Like not very wholesome. Like he was... Well, yeah, because he was like doing drugs and fucking with Kid Rock and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fuck with Can Kid. Can you take me higher? <laughs> Do you remember? It's like I don't like any guy who sings on a mountaintop. Right. They like very <laughs> like on the mountaintop, his arms wide open. <laughs> I realized that as I was saying it, that that's literally the song title. In a wife beater. He's very- Just like the stupidest song. I'm sorry. If you are a Creed fan, God bless you. But come on. You have to be over them by now. If you're a Creed fan, write into the show, please. I want to hear from you too. Yeah. Yes, please. School us. Because you know what? I guarantee. Look, we will dunk on you. But Desi and I equally have musicians and artists that oh, we like that are terrible. Right. And you have to, I mean, if you listen to us, I'm imagining if you used to like Creed, you also are dunking on yourself. Absolutely. I dunk on myself for my shitty music. Of course. Um, so, okay, this one I'm going to get a little more in depth with uh, because it was a really big story. And I feel like we'll probably do a huge episode on this because I find this story very interesting It took down one of my all-time favorite websites, Gawker, and this is the Hulk Hogan uh, sex tape. Now, did you follow this story? I loosely followed it. I I remember some audio clips of Hulk Hogan that I thought were really funny, like where he was like, oh, I'm exhausted. I'm going to get into the transcripts from the trial, (laughs) Rachel. Um, So... This was a really big story. It was very internet. Like, it really fucked up the internet because it was like all of a sudden the internet was like, oh, shit, we have to follow libel laws too. Like, that kind of stuff or like... I was never a Gawker reader. I know people loved loved Gawker. I wasn't like as hardcore as some people, but it was definitely like in my round of things I looked at. Right. I checked. And sometimes when I'm looking up stories, a Gawker article will pop up like in my search. So they're like still out there. Of course. Uh, it was definitely kind of sleazy, but sometimes the story breaks in the like past few years, and I'm like, oh, I wish Gawker was still around so I could get their coverage because you know it would be kind of sleazy. Right. Look, sometimes you want it a little sleazy. Now, long story short, he's fucking some, someone's wife, a friend of his, and this guy is a DJ in Florida named Bubba the Love Sponge. Of course. I mean, that was just quite a revelation. That detail alone made this story out of control. I mean, that's another thing I would love to hear from people, <laughs> like the people who listen to Morning Drive, like DJs like that, who are just like, the morning zoo. 
<laughs> like that is one of the sadder aspects of like the grind, the work grind is that you're like driving a commute and you have nothing to listen to, but morning zoo. And I've listened to shitty radio before I had options. Of course. Like I, I wonder how that stuff even exists anymore. I am curious about that because I used to do like a nine to five commute. And when I lived in uh, East Hollywood, I would commute to Santa Monica like during the weekdays. Right. Eight, I had a nine to five job there when I was in my and early before, 20s. And before like phones, you just had the radio. I like, listened basically. to fucking Ryan Seacrest's morning show and I it was terrible. But you had nothing. But I had nothing else because... It's like right wing radio or, or Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. Or I'd listen to the uh, Power 106 morning show. <laughs> I'd, I'd switch between that, whatever was on commercial break. I'd it's switch. such a specific thing that I feel like has to be dying out just because no one needs it anymore. Like people must have their favorites though that they are. Yeah. Like people, adults, you know, who grew up on or who like have listened to these personalities. And for they're years. kind of feel like they're friends with them. Kind of like the precursor to podcast. I think, I think so. Okay. So back to Hulk Hogan, or his real name is Terry Bolia. Um, so the first tape shows this woman, Heather Cole, that's Bubba the Love Sponge's wife, giving Hogan oral sex to completion while her husband, Bubba the Love Sponge, walks in and out of the room talking to the pair. So they're doing it in private while her husband is walking in. That's like a setup in a porn. Oh, yeah. Or like you with like the step the stepdad and the girl and the mom's like doing dishes. <laughs> She's like, honey, are we going to the barbecue later? And the daughter, the stepdaughter's like blowing the dad. Yeah. I, I see it a lot. So... I hate the term um, a blowjob to completion. That's disgusting. That is the grossest way to say calm. Just say he jizz. <laughs> to completion. It's, I'm just absolutely repulsed. It's too medical. It's too medical. And it kind of reminds me of like how much I hate the word defecate. Ugh. Like when they try when <laughs> when they try to make it more official sounding, I'm like, no, just say shit because <laughs> defecate just sounds awful. I feel like I've done I've d- had this rant before. Yes. Now the second tape, uh, and this is like Gawker published this, and, and this is why it's in the trial, shows the pair having sex, which lasts about just a few minutes. After they ad- are done, Hogan complains about his long ride home, and then he slaps his stomach before saying, I can't believe I just ate. I feel like a pig. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's, now, that's a line. very relatable. <laughs> I do not like having sex on a full stomach. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened a bunch because no. I'm pretty much always. It's awful. It's, awful. it's the worst. It's awful. It's dangerous. <laughs> you should fuck before the dinner date. I fu- I would. I could swim before I could. <laughs> like sw- eat, eat like the eating like don't swim thirty minutes after eating seems like it had never been a problem to me. I that have, rule needs to be a place for sex after eating. I have more than one tweet, Desi, about <laughs> fucking on a full stomach. <laughs> It's so awful, but he did it. It was only a few minutes. So explain to the listeners, Gawker, the website, published these clips of Hulk Hogan fucking this They basically published everything. They had the clips, and then uh, he... He Hulk claimed that he had permission from Bubba to fuck his wife, but he didn't have permission from his wife. He then took Gawker to court because of their coverage of the sex tape. Now, Hulk Hogan was complaining about the fact that they published them at all? Yes. Okay. I don't know a ton about the legal aspects of it, uh, but yeah, I guess he he had some claim 
and, and they lost in court. Right. Like it bankrupted this company. Uh, Gawker lost. Yes. And now there's like a lot of other intrigue to it where like Peter Thiel, who's like um, a huge rich guy, he sort of bankrolled this lawsuit because he hated Gawker because they had published shit about him. Right. So it was definitely like an interesting case because it sort of showed how billionaires can kind of create all these lawsuits and get their way just from fa- having a ton of fucking money to bankroll lawsuits that none of us can ever do. Right. Um, and he doesn't care if he loses a fucking million dollars or hundreds of millions even. So... Um, the third tape also shows the two people having sex. And afterwards, Hogan talks about his children, Nick and Brooke. Now, these people are on a, on a reality show. I never watched it. What was it? Growing Up Hogan? I don't fucking know. I watched it. What was it called? Oh, my God. I fucking forget. Now, that's another person who had a little bit of a minute in the early 2000s. Brooke, Brooke Hogan. Hogan. She did a song with Paul Wall. <laughs> she did? Yeah. It was terrible. And I love Paul Wall. But this was not a good song. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine it was. Now, he's talking about his concern for his daughter because she's making some really bad decisions. Um, I don't, I'm not seeing in this article I'm reading from the Daily Mail that has these transcripts, but I do feel like there were some aspects of this tape that was also him being racist. Yes, there was. I and remember it, it might have been in relation to Brooke. I can't remember exactly all of the details, but I mean, it's pretty like your parents' fucking sex tape. Like, I did remember seeing it, and I liked wrestling for like a hot minute when I was a kid. Because <laughs> I'm trash. Well, the '80s. That yeah, and like- it's like he was like the number one star, and he had kind of like a wholesome. I mean, for wrestling, I think he did turn into a villain at some point in the '90s, like as they all do. But uh, when I knew him, he was like the golden boy of wrestling. He got beaten by Andre the Giant in a very controversial um, WrestleMania fight that I actually cried when he lost. You cried? Yeah. Oh my God. I cried. I was, but it was like outrage tears because like I I could be completely wrong, but I think like Ted DiBiase, he's the million dollar um, man. (laughs) He like did something unfair and like the wrestling is so phony, but you still get really fucking invested. And uh, yeah, something happened they cheated and he lost and it was like so shocking and I was so angry. (laughs) I cried. <laughs> it's very, very embarrassing. That was such a good wrestling period, though. I could never get into other wrestlings because it had like Jake the Snake, it had uh, Macho Man, Junkyard Dog, the Iron Sheik. <laughs> every every type of wrestler you could want was there. So another aspect of these tapes that was in the in the courtroom trial. This must have been a good trial to be a jurist on. Oh yeah. So. They're at Bubba the Love Sponge house. Hulk is there. Um, Bubba the Love Sponge is commenting on how beautiful his wife is. He turns on some music and leaves the room. <laughs> like, and Hulk Hogan is in there undressing. So I do think Bubba the Love Sponge was kind of like getting cucked. Like he was into Hulk Hogan fucking his wife. Right. Uh, he leaves and the wrestler says to him, wow, this is my Christmas present. Then Cole, uh, the, the wife, begins performing oral sex on Hogan while Bubba takes a shower in the nearby room. Two minutes into that, he, he returns to the room and tells the pair that he's going to go keep lookout in the office. I guess so the kids or whatever didn't come in. This is revolting. Yeah. Shortly after that, about eight minutes after Cole begins blowing him, Hogan can be heard saying, oh, fuck, I'm going to come. Oh, ew, fuck. Ew, Suck my dick. Ew. <laughs> 
Ew. And then a little over a minute later, he thanks her. <laughs> Thank you for making me go to completion. He says that? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's disgusting. I don't know what it is about Hulk Hogan specifically having sex is disgusting to me. It's so he was like the worst person to have to see having sex. Like I was literally screaming when I saw this. Uh, this is why I never looked for this video because I was I it was just so rev- the whole thing top to bottom was so disgusting to me. Right. He also says things like I'm so horny. Yeah. I mean, it's just like so him it, slapping his belly and saying that he ate too much. <laughs> that just like make, like pushes me over the edge. It's of also sanity. like they're also trying to be like porn stars. Do you know in sometimes sex tapes where you can tell they're performative for the camera? Like just saying like, yeah, oh yeah, fuck it, give it to me. It's like, who speaks like that? I don't like, want any part of this. No. Um, so there's lots more. Um, he talks about his daughter having a killer body. I mean, it's just like all fucking gross. Now, another gross sex tape that I came across was Gene Simmons sex tape. No, I have not seen it. Have you seen it? (laughs) (laughs) I have no desire to see that. Now, the big thing I kept seeing with this sex tape, because I did not watch it. I didn't want to watch this is that apparently she doesn't want to kiss him. So people speculate that he made a sex tape with a sex worker. Right. But he acted like it was some woman who just wanted to fuck him. Right. Which is like a really weird, like who cares? Yeah. But of course he has like some huge ego. So he made this on purpose to leak. Yes. So he, um, some of the hot things in this video are he leaves his shirt on while he's fucking her. That's so, not hot, does he? <laughs> he doesn't take his pants or shoes off either. They're around his ankles. Ew. Um, another thing that's amazing, he enters the room at the top of this uh, sex tape to the song, I Want to Know What Love Is by no, Foreigner. No, he doesn't. Yes. He's playing that song when he like when it starts. This is so upsetting. Uh, yeah, it's pretty gross. He's fucking her. It's very bad. I saw like some still frames of it, like in articles, but I didn't. I didn't even bother searching for it because I did not want to see that dude fucking anything. Um, I also, he did not go down on her. If anyone was wondering, <laughs> but he has the tongue. But that's like sort of what he's famous for, right? Like, oh, I would love to have that big, huge. So tongue. he doesn't use his tongue in any way during the sex tape. He's useless. No, what? The no, fuck? he is useless. Let's see. What else do I got here? Oh. One that was constantly brought up is the Tonya Harding one. We went into that one. We did a um, full episode on our Patreon of that one. What, do you remember anything of that one that was a standout? That was just a sad just that one. Jeff Galuli is not good at fucking. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a really low budget sex tape. Would you say that that one they wanted released? I would. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing I saw was that there's a rumor that Johnny Carson has a sex tape. So that would be like a really old one. And it's him and his wife, supposedly, that's like out there in the world. That's like a black and white one. (laughs) I don't know if it's black and white. It might be from the 80s. I generally, I just don't want to see, I just don't want to see people's sex tapes personally. It's not my thing. I I don't either. I I don't even want to see my, I wouldn't even want to see mine. Like who watches their sex tape? It seems like it would be so awful. I really don't want to see, I don't want to see people's sex tapes. I just don't. Um, 
One that was really sad that I do remember from those early gossip site days was the Fred Durst one. And I don't think I ever watched it because people were like, this is very unimpressive. But there was the, the, the framed pic, like the picture, the thumbnail for that story was always him looking into the camera with his mouth in an, oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, he's filming himself fucking his girlfriend. And at some point he turns the camera in him and that was always the thumbnail. It's just him with his mouth open, like, oh, it's going in. (laughs) I don't know what he was thinking. It was the most repulsive thumbnail. Like I have it seared in my fucking brain. It's so awful to see someone like him trying to be sexy yeah when it's like we don't ever none of us want this right at all um well yeah. some of us did in 1999 you wanted fred durst uh <laughs> <laughs> i thought he was cute but i was also 13 years old that's true now that's I'm, true. now i'm like surprised because he's such a meathead it's not that he's ugly do you know what I mean? Right. Like, he's not like unattractive, right. but the whole thing is just. I'm saying this was a very specific time. Right. Uh, now, today, this is like revolting to me. Absolutely. Now, the other big one that we covered on our, um, our Patreon is the Dustin Diamond one. That's probably an all time classic. Yes. That's really a good episode, I think. You should join our Patreon just to listen to our review of the Screech sex tape. What are some moments, Rachel, that you can highlight from that tape? Uh, well, there's the Dirty Sanchez moment. That's the classic moment in that. But also, I would just say him trying to be funny throughout the whole thing. And he does, doesn't he admit to using a dong double? I think he did admit to using a, a, a stunt dick. Because there's a moment in it where it's like, ooh, it's so big. Or something, but you can't, it's like, it's like one of the the cuts where you see the dick, but then you never see the dick and him together. Right. You don't see them in the same room. (laughs) You don't see them. You don't see them in the same room or like ever on the same frame. Right. Uh, And it's, I mean, we recorded that episode like so long ago. I don't even remember, but I just remember we had a good time recording that episode. What was the name of that one? That had Screeched. Oh, Screeched. Screeched. Um, yeah. It was it was disgusting. And it was definitely it was definitely something that I felt like I we really took one for the team wa- just watching that piece of shit. Yeah, I think that you watched it. Although I did watch it. I showed you some clips, but it was my week to re- to review the sex tape. Yeah. So I watched the whole thing. There look, there were some really <laughs> awful sex tapes I'm, I watched back in the day when we on our earlier Patreon episodes. Yeah, because I, I also remember doing a review of the Vern Troyer one. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was. I watched that with you. We sat down in my living room and we watched that together. And first of all, it's weird watching porn right next to like your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that I don't know how guys do it. I don't know. <laughs> that in and of itself was a weird, but when it's Vern Troyer getting fucked, that took it to a whole new level. I felt like we have a bond now. My only like memory of that is him being really mean to her when she was jerking him off. Yeah, she was like, stop. He was like, stop it. Stop he was like it. telling her, yeah, like that, like that. And I was just like, this is abusive. <laughs> he was an asshole. Yeah, he was not a very nice lover. No. And she was doing her best. She really was just she doing was, her I best. I mean, let's get real. Come on, guy. Enjoy the hand job. <laughs> so um, what else do we got on the list? I That's it. Wow, Desi. Trip down memory lane. I don't think I'm going to be horny ever again just hearing this it's rundown. It's the least horny shit ever. Yeah. 
I mean, just awful. And I did like watching some of them today, the Paris Hilton. And then I think I looked, I mean, I looked up, I read about a bunch of them that I just didn't feel like, like the Rob Lowe one. He's an asshole by the way. Rob Lowe? Yeah. Well, because he fucked an underage girl. Well, here's the thing, Rachel, that I found out. It, she was le- it was legal for him to fuck her. In Georgia, the, the age of consent was 14 at the time. Ew. Yes. But the reason he got in trouble was because she had to be 18 to film it. So that's why he got in trouble. Wow. Uh, and not only that... But didn't he like say forever he was like, I didn't know she was under Oh, 18. yeah. He said that he didn't know because he still... it's still You still look like a piece of shit fucking a 14-year-old or a 16-year-old. Right. So he acted like he didn't know. Uh, the other piece of shit thing he did, and I'm curious your opinion on this as someone who is sober, he did an interview recently saying that that sex tape was the best thing that ever happened to him because it's what led to him getting sober. Isn't that a weird way to say it? Uh, I mean, I feel like (laughs) (laughs) maybe I would like, I know that's like a refrain that, that like I've heard that refrain a million times before, like me landing in jail was the best thing that ever happened to me. But not when you're ruining someone else. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there were a lot of things I could like say like, oh, you know, ODing on the 4th of July was the best thing that ever happened to me or right. whatever. And like, there were all these horrible things, but I don't know. I, I don't feel like that's, I feel like that's a bad example of that. I feel like you could have framed it like, I was such a piece of shit. That's yeah. when I knew, like, don't make it seem like. This it was, was good for me. It, when I when I immediately heard it, it was kind of like I don't know if that's the way I would put it. Like because you actually it was a teenager. It was. <laughs> it, that's a weird way of framing it. I would. Right. I would be. Very, I definitely get the sentiment like that. An awful thing usually makes you fucking rethink. It should. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. Weird way of framing it, in my opinion. Yeah, you know that's what I thought too. Uh, so we still have a few juicy uh, ghost stories. Juicy ghost stories. Well, I don't know if that's a good. I thought I thought these ones were pretty good. Like there was a lot of like there's like some stories happening. We have a lot of ghost stories in the, saved in the emails yeah. that we've never gotten to. That so these are some. Or this one I'm going to tell is one that we never got to. It's from a guy named Jeremy, and he he starts the email off saying he loves us and that we're really good at being foul mouthed, which I appreciate. Thank you because it is hard. It's an and art. We are good at it. We've been practicing <laughs> for a long time. I was actually just thinking, uh, I got in trouble. One of the earliest things I got in trouble for at school was for reciting a dirty rhyme on the playground. Really? One of the girls narked me out and I got a phone call home to they called my dad's house. Rachel, I kid you not. What? That is literally the first thing I got in trouble for yes. at school. <laughs> And I was such a goody two shoes that my aunt told my grandmother that I got in trouble for it because it was like, ha ha ha, the perfect child did something bad. Whoa. Like it became a family thing. But I also wrote a dirty because we had to, we were studying Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> <laughs> Only you. <laughs> Only you could make Johnny Appleseed <laughs> about him spreading his literal seed across the country. That was what I did because my I thought my uncle was a pimp. That, did? I I did. He wasn't a pimp. He was like in dr- in like the drug field, <laughs> the illegal drug business. But I thought he was a pimp because yeah. I just didn't know. So I, I wrote a poem like my uncle uh, Johnny is a pimp. <laughs> like I switched the words to the Johnny Appleseed poem. 
and my teacher caught it and I was like showing it to my friends because I was trying to be like cool or whatever and everyone was like laughing and then the teacher came over and pulled it up like a classic movie moment yeah and it was like the first thing I got in trouble for and it was just like the worst I was like I got a red slip because I really was like a goody two shoes oh I was already a bad student and I was I was like a bad kid student whatever yeah but I remember feeling so betrayed I, I remember the girl who did it because I told I was like hey guys want to hear a like a super tight poem and I recited this poem (laughs) at recess to this group of girls it was like me and four other girls and everyone laughed but one girl went to her mom and told her mom this is what Rachel said on the playground absolute bullshit and I got a phone call and thank god my stepmom picked up because she hung up the phone and started laughing and she told me that a dirty poem that she <gasps> did when she was oh, my age. Oh, I love that this is like a thing. Because I thought I was going to get in trouble. Yeah. But my family was like, no, we're not narcs. I was furious. I was so furious with my aunt because I was like, I know you, bitch. I felt betrayed. <laughs> yeah, it's awful when someone tells on you like that. And the poem, I don't know who wrote it. I Like I learned it from someone else. Oh, so you were reciting a thing you learned. I was reciting something that I heard from someone's older brother. Nice. Nice. And you know what? I thought it was a good poem. I, I'm sure it was if it was dirty. Yeah. Like dirty poems as a kid, there's, there's nothing better. I was like, this is art. <laughs> and and like when you're saying it and everyone is just watching you, it's just such a special moment. Absolutely. You have everyone's attention. Yeah. It's like the best thing when you know dirty shit as and a kid. <laughs> th- these, these little girls' eyes were wide-eyed. Right. They could not believe the words coming out of my mouth. And I was like, this is... This is my life's mission is to make people smile. I, it really was a defining moment for me too because it was like, this is the power you have when you're willing to say these dirty <laughs> things and no one else will. <laughs> we were destined to get to this moment. Yes. Such power. Okay, back to Jeremy's really, really interesting story. Now, he lives with his husband in Chicago, and this is a few years ago. They're in this Chicago-style courtyard building. He goes in to like explain these buildings, but they're basically right next to each other, and there's little spaces in between each of these buildings, and then they have back stairs that are kind of like fire escapes, et cetera, and there's an outdoor area where everyone kind of can congregate before there was a pandemic. So he said that he lived on the first First floor. There were obviously uh, neighbors. A newly single divorced woman lived above them. And a guy with his boyfriend lived right above that. Now, the first September they were there, they said, the boyfriend, like the couple, the, the two guys, that boyfriend hung himself on one of the oh. back staircases in the apartment bo- building, like over the third railing. It was like a three, I guess a three-story uh, building. And... After that happened, weird shit started happening in this apartment building. Now, this, I think, uh, obviously freaked everyone out there, but there were legitimately weird things. His uh, husband said that he would see a figure out of the corner of his eye, like in that same area where the hanging happened. Uh, He said that it was so clear that he would text Jeremy at the office to come home early because he was so freaked out and scared. He said that he'd seen the glimpse of a figure walk past a doorway who was wearing a coat that looked like mine, but there was no answer when he called out. Oh my God. He said that he had some antique toy soldiers in a deliberate formation on his bookshelf, but they'd be moved into different directions at least once a week. There was no way it could have been a vibration from us walking or anything else. There were no slide marks in the dust, etc. He says, we weren't good housekeepers. Don't judge. I'm not. Uh, (laughs) He said that 
that they'd find their dog closed off in the den and that there was no way the door could swing shut on its own. He wasn't one to wander off by himself either. So that was pretty suspicious. He said a few times there would be puddles in the middle of the kitchen floor for no reason. Oh, puddles of what? And he said it was not the dog. It was in the middle of the room. So there was no way water could have run off the sink or the counter. You know how that happens sometimes in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, and the upstairs lady said that the same thing had happened to her. That's very um, Amityville to me. So did they move? I'm getting to more things. Okay, keep reading. Now, okay. So he also says that once he saw a figure standing in the doorway, the den and bedroom doorways were side by side. Walking out of the den one day, he glanced down the hallway toward the bathroom and out of the corner of his eye, he glimpsed a tall, skinny person standing in the doorway to the bedroom. When I stopped and looked directly in the doorway, nothing was there. FYI, the guy who killed himself was tall and skinny they also always kept their bedroom door shut at night to keep the ac like cold and when i'd get up to go to the bathroom i'd step out into the hallway and it would feel really weird then i'd have the feeling of someone walking up right behind me and i could feel anger like you know how you can feel anger and negativity when someone is upset like it's in the air he said that's like the feeling he got and he thought that maybe that guy was really angry like about something that was happening. Um, Normally he said that I had a feeling ghost stories made me roll my eyes, but this was really strong feeling. And I half seriously joked with my husband that we needed to start keeping a bottle beside the bed. Um, The lady hit the ghost with, I guess, or can you hit, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like they'd be too dr- I think it was to hit like maybe he, they weren't sure if it was a ghost like is someone coming in the or house or an intruder I like to drink that would be me um, so the lady who lived next to them the upstairs lady she got everyone in the apartment uh, to pull their money to get a ghost hunter to yes! come to the apartment building yes <laughs> I am this lady yeah so she's like she's he's like I know it sounds silly um, but she knew some people and then she said that they would come out for free but we had to pay for their full report so we really had nothing to lose uh, so they didn't tell us much except that they agreed with our assessment that the place was haunted. They threw us some extra bait to entice us into paying for the full report. One of the women on the team claimed to be psychic. She said that her feeling was that the name of our non-paying tenant was Jimmy and that he was a tall, skinny guy. The guy from the third floor who hung himself was tall and skinny and named John, but everyone called him Johnny. Jimmy? Johnny? See how close it was? Well, isn't, does, is Jimmy a, a nickname of John? No, James. Oh, James. I thought the same thing. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) So they did try to pay them for the full report, but they said that they never returned their calls. So it would just sort of like ended at that point. Now they did eventually move out of the place just because it sucked, not because it was haunted. And he hasn't caught caught up with any of the people who live there to see if things are still happening. But that's like (gasps) a creepy story. What a wild story. And and the fact that it was happening to so many other people, enough people in this building to hire a a ghost hunter. (laughs) This is like an episode of like a sitcom or something. This is like Haunted Melrose Place. Yeah, absolutely. Could I you would, watch Haunted Melrose Place? I would too. Wait, copyright that. <laughs> copyright. Copyright. Desi and I have copyright. And J- Jamie can be, um, he can be, have credit because. Story credit. Story credit. <laughs> yes. Jeremy. I'm Jeremy, sorry. Yeah. Jeremy, you can have story credit on Haunted Melrose Place. Absolutely. Wait, we should write this. It sounds so good. Let's pitch this. Pitch this story. Yeah. Don't take our idea. We'll know. Yeah. Because this is a very, like, me and Desi idea. Absolutely. So, yeah, that was a good ghost story, isn't it? Incredible. I love that they hired the ghost hunters. I do, too. That's, like, proactive thinking. 
I just, I love that there's always one woman who's like, I actually know some ghost hunters. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you not, even me, the skeptic, would be like, okay, let's do it. Like, I got to see this. Absolutely. I mean, why not? Well, they always bring in like some weird like meter that beeps. Yeah, I love the meter. <laughs> and I love, I mean, we've talked this before. I love the recordings oh, where yeah. it's like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> It's always like a baby. Yes, it's always a baby crying or some like young kid going, Joshua. Yeah, and then you can never tell, but then they're like, he's saying, I miss my mommy. And you're like, oh yeah, that is what it is. <laughs> I miss my mommy. And they're like, they know, they tell, once they tell you, you hear it perfectly clear. Of course. But they could say anything. Absolutely. And I'd be like, that's it. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's our first mini. We'll see you on Thursday. Absolutely. Friday. Oh, Friday. Sorry. Okay, bye. bye.